welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. Minute 40 begins with Lainey finishing her sentence from yesterday. Her mom died before she was old enough for this stuff. This stuff being makeup. Right. And it goes through Mac coming downstairs and saying, may I put... Right. (laughs) So, (laughs) everything but the scene you think of in She's All That, leading up, like, all of the scene except for the part that people actually remember of the scene that you remember from She's All That. Yeah. We have another Mr. Boggs Does Jeopardy Bad, Mm -hmm. which is a Bible attributed to this printer sold at Christie's for $3.7 million or whatever. And Mr. Boggs says, who is Hewlett Packard? Which is something that I didn't get until I wrote it down. And I was like, oh, right, printer, got it. Uh, Which is very funny. And then random JV soccer guy says, who is Gutenberg? And then Alex Trebek says, or, you know, the contestant says, who is Gutenberg? And then a master class by Kevin Pollack in which he suddenly looks around <laughs> and sees and <laughs> these boys. Sees all of these high school boys cleaning his house. And he says, who are you people? Deadpan, low, not, not going for any laughs and therefore getting so many laughs. Ugh. It's such a good moment. It's really, I kept, I kept, I like, I had it clearly. I had it in my head because it's one of my favorite parts of the movie so far. And it would have been before, too. I kept expecting it to happen. And then it didn't. And then expecting it. And then it didn't. I was like, I must have just imagined it. And then, boom, there it is. Sixth question there it in. Is. Um, I then have notes about the song that starts playing. Do you have anything okay. before that? Um, I don't know where Zach being skeptical of the quote-unquote margarita that Simon that brings him. That is after this. That is, that is after, after this. this. Okay, then no, I do not. All right, so the song that starts playing is a little ballad called Kiss Me. Ever heard of it? It's by Sixpence None the Richer. Uh, if you think of this movie and a song with it, it should be this one because it's the My Heart Will Go On of She's All That. Uh, okay, so it is. Okay. It was recorded by Six Pun- Sixpence None the Richer um, from their 1997 album, which was self-titled. It came out as a single in August of 1998 and then was a worldwide success, which is wild because that means it was a huge success before the movie came out yep. and was just added to the movie. because, Like, it wasn't the opposite, which is sometimes the case. It reached number four in the UK and... Oh, sorry, number four on the UK and New Zealand singles charts as well as number one on the Australian and Canadian singles charts, um, making it the group's highest-charting single worldwide. It's also the group's um, best-selling single in the United States, peaking at number two and becoming the country's sixth-best-selling single of 1999. Uh, And it was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. Uh, Jump, Jive, and Wail by the Brian Setzer Orchestra won that. Under Pop? There's no swing category. Well, the Grammys are doing it wrong. Well, that's that's certainly true. And then I found this piece of trivia, which was very cool. In an interview with Vogue, Taylor Swift said that Kiss Me was the very first song that she learned to play on the guitar when she was 12 years old. Aww. Um, yeah. So, little Taylor Swift 
in 2001 playing Kiss Me on the guitar. That's so cute. Yeah. I also can very clearly hear a Taylor Swift cover of Kiss Me in my head. Oh, yeah. And actually, I'm a little mad that it doesn't exist. Yeah, exactly. I, I completely agree. So then I have nine JV kids leave the house. Did they divide like amoebae? Which I put only because I like the plural of amoeba because it has an O-E and an A-E both making the wrong sounds that they should make. Mm -hmm. I also like the idea of JV kids uh, splitting. (laughs) I I think that there must have just been JV kids that we didn't see enter the house. Oh, for sure. They can't, like, the first four. I hate to to burst your bubble, um, your amoebae bubble. Yeah. But I think there's probably probably, a more logical explanation. Right. They uh, were special ops and they snuck in through the the Uh ducts. Yes. So then then we're inside and uh, (laughs) Zach is trying Simon's margarita. And he said, you're sure this is a margarita? And Simon's like, yeah. (laughs) Did he drink it? I think he took a sip. Oh, brave man. So... I took some notes on what a margarita should be. <laughs> uh-huh. And the origin of the name margarita, but you said you had some notes about uh about this situation. Oh, no, I just wrote that Zach was very skeptical ah. of it being a margarita. Gotcha. Yeah, he he it's funny cuz it, it's a like an orange color. Um uh, which made me think that it could have been tomato juice that was going in there after the Oh, I Rio really Rica. hope not. Yeah. Um, okay, so a margarita, ideally, is a cocktail consisting of tequila, orange liqueur, and lime juice, often served with salt on the rim of the glass. The drink is served shaken with ice on the rocks, blended with ice, frozen margarita, or without ice, straight up. Although it has become acceptable to serve a margarita in a wide variety of glass types, ranging from cocktail and wine glasses to pint glasses, and even large schooners. What's a schooner? I don't know. Like a bucket? It's probably a bucket. Probably. The, I thought the it was drink a boat. is traditionally yeah. Oh, it's a boat. It's a huge right. Got it's a huge boat filled with alcohol. Mm-hmm. The drink is traditionally served in the eponymous margarita glass, a stepped diameter variant of cocktail glass or champagne coupe. So, as with most things having to do with alcohol, lots of people claim to have done it first. Yeah. Uh, according to cocktail historian David Wandrich, the margarita is related to a popular Mexican drink, the Daisy. Margarita being Spanish for Daisy, remade with tequila instead of brandy. Which is wild that the Mexican drink was made with brandy. Yeah. And then they swapped out tequila to make it a less Mexican drink. Well, I guess a more Mexican drink. I don't know. Yeah. Daisies are a family of cocktails that include a base spirit, liqueur, and citrus. So, okay. you know, daisies are, you know, a margarita. All, all margaritas are daisies, but not all daisies are margaritas. Sure. A sidecar and gin daisy are other related drinks. It became popular during Prohibition as U.S. residents traveled to Mexico for alcohol. Here it is. There are daisies, and in Mexico, their daisies tend to be are margaritas because they use tequila instead of brandy. That has to be what this article means, not the opposite. So U.S. residents would travel to uh, Mexico for alcohol during Prohibition. Um, there is an account from 1936 of Iowa newspaper editor James Graham finding such a cocktail in Tijuana years before any of the other margarita creation myths. So probably 1936-ish. But then there's a 1937 Cafe Royal cocktail book contains a recipe for a picador using the same concentrations of tequila, 
triple sec and lime juice as a margarita. Is triple sec orange liqueur? I think so. Huh. I never knew that. I believe Grand Marnier is also an orange liqueur. Hmm. But I think Grand Marnier is more orangey and triple sec. Maybe I've only ever really had like kind of cheap triple sec. I was Mm, under the impression that triple... Right. I was under the impression that triple sec is an orange liqueur in the way that like orange vodka would be a thing where like it mostly just tastes like alcohol, but I guess it tastes like alcohol that's been near oranges. It says uh, it's a generic term for a sweet, clear orange flavored liqueur that originated in France. It contains 15 to 40 percent alcohol by volume level. It is made by compounding sun-dried orange skins in alcohol for at least 24 hours before going through a three-step distilling process. Triple sec. I don't know what this... I guess I don't know what sec is, but the triple, I bet, has to do with... Sec means dry or distilled in French. So there you go. Oh, okay. Um, and then it says color, clear or golden or blue. I would not drink blue thing that is called orange um, just on principle. Yeah, if you want to... If you want a blue drink, you put blue curacao in it. Right. Like, I mean, that's just science. I, that's, that, and that's just science right there. I have like six more paragraphs of, and this person said this, and this person said that. Needless to say, from 1936 through 1961, people have been like, I invented the cocktail. This, all right, let's read the, set, the last one because I love the, the shade that this Wikipedia um, editor did. A later... Certainly false story is that the margarita was invented in October 1961 at a party in Houston, Texas, by partygoer James Robert James Rusty Thompson, while acting as bartender. He concocted a mixture of equal parts tequila, controis orange liqueur, lime, and crushed ice in a salt-rimmed glass. However, Thompson's recipe was made with Damiana liqueur, not Cointreau orange liqueur. It is said that the idea was an experiment after running out of rum while making frozen daiquiris. I love the idea of, this thing's been around for a generation, but I invented it. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, this thing that my dad drank in Mexico during the Prohibition, I invented it in 1961. Prove me Mm -hmm. wrong. You can't. You're drunk. So, that is the margarita. Certainly, almost positively not what Simon put in the... The old margarita glass there. Yeah, I don't know what was in that margarita glass, but let's just say I have never seen a margarita that color. Even even like a strawberry or watermelon margarita is not yeah. that color. What if you had a Bloody Mary and you left it out overnight? Oh. And then you poured it into a margarita glass and then that's it. Well, that would just be an old Bloody Mary. A dried Bloody Mary. Um... <laughs> which we, we call, I call that drink a crime scene, which is uh, <laughs> delightful as a name, horrible as a drink. Uh-huh. Man, now I want a Bloody Mary, but like a good one, not one of the <laughs> right. horrible ones you just described. It, it looks like a tomato juice. Yeah, it didn't, kinda. it doesn't look good. And the fact that Zach yeah. was willing to at least pretend to take a sip. Yeah. He is a better person than I am because I would have been like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not drinking this. Don't drink drinks that people make make you without you watching. That's number one. Uh huh. Number two, especially if they're like a like a eighth grader. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Ask right. for their liquor license if they're like twelve. Just I mean, 
Listen, if they have one, then they've been trained. It's fine. But check but first. Probably, but uh, probably you should not. double check. It's yeah. so rare. The only person I've ever heard of is, jo- is Jonesy, who got his liquor license yeah. when uh, he was seven. It's yeah, well, and Jonesy is kind of an enigma and an anomaly. Yeah. That's right. I mean, that's, that's how he lives his life. It's anomaligma. That's fantastic. And I really, I like that a lot. Thank you. Does the rest of the makeover scene, that happens before the margarita thing, right? Right, because the margarita thing is literally right before yeah. um, she comes out. I think that yeah. Kiss Me is basically during the rest of the, of the makeover. Yeah, so basically Mac has said, hey, so this hairstyle's not doing anything for you. And Lainey's like, okay. And Mac's like, how much do you trust me? <laughs> and, and Lainey says, I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah she has no yeah. idea i mean like i would say no i don't want to like trust trust me that i'm going to do what i'm what i can do and then you're gonna go out and go be around a bunch of older or at least more popular kids right so i would have had so many questions starting with okay tell me don't show me just mm-hmm. tell me what are you thinking yeah and then when Mac inevitably describes something that is irreversible once it's done, <laughs> then Lainey has to decide, well, how good of a job has she done on my makeup so far? Do I trust her to right. do something with my hair? Surely there's something they could do with a twist or a Audrey Hepburnish bun sort of deal that doesn't involve, oh. let's cut your hair off. Well, we don't know yet if that is what the plan is. Spoiler, that's what the plan is. But the but, the, the implication is that they're going to cut hair off, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and yes, there are things that they could do. But Mac is not wrong that Lainey's right. current hairstyle is not particularly flattering. Right. Now, I would like to see Mac, I'd like to see an outtake where Mac is like, all right, We're going to start with a mohawk. Hear me out. Then we glue on the extra pieces of what we've cut off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just wait till I'm at the end. (laughs) And just like say the most horrifying things that it's like, no, no, no. We're just going to cut your hair a little bit. It'll be fine. All right. Yeah, that sounds fine. Like, okay, well, if you don't like that plan, then I guess we just take four (laughs) inches off. Like they take off off more than four inches. Right. I mean, Lainey's hair is like long. Yeah. It's like elbow length. But who knows? Who knows what will happen? Who knows what? Yeah. I mean, it'll probably look bad. I assume it'll look bad and everything will yeah, look bad. Yeah, de- I definitely don't know. I've never seen this movie before and I have no nope, guesses. Cer- certainly not this scene all the time, every time on the cover of this of this movie, uh, the movie. <laughs> yep. Nope. Definitely have no idea what's about to happen. Um, I will say that the funniest part of Not Another Teen Movie is their recreation of this scene where the stair the whole a hole opens up in the stairs and like all of the stairs fall into the basement and like it's it's a very funny slapstick way over the top uh thing but there was no bathroom or or sex stuff involved and therefore it's it's one of the best things that happens in that movie <laughs> okay so so we have social media and and here it is we have a twitter handle for the podcast franchise that you are you, you've been basking in the glow of all week um, and that is at je underscore minute movies. We can also be found individual for individual glow basking at unabashed James. 
and unabashedly Aaron. We are part of the Scavengers Network who has a Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the scavengers network. For $2 a month, you can get access to all sorts of bonus content with stuff from all the podcasts. There are like um, videos that people have filmed. There's written stuff. There's uh, audio outtakes. There's extra audio shows in some cases. Uh, check it out. It's a, it's a cornucopia of of great bonus content for $2 a month. It's really, really good. Uh, you should definitely check it out. Indeed. So that's going to bring us to the end of this uh, of this week, actually. And um, to take us out, Aaron, um, I have, you know, uh, you know, I don't drink, and, and you do. Sure. And so I once again must ask you um, uh, an alcohol-related question because I, I just uh-huh. couldn't find it on, on Wikipedia or whatever. Um, the daisies, it said, uh, like, a sidecar and a margarita are, like, types of daisies, right? Uh-huh. This margarita that Simon makes, is it truck? Oh, it's so truck. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It's that's what super I thought. truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.